Hello, how are y'all? Good, we're gonna try something a little different today. Um, <clears throat> bear with me for just a second. I gotta find the right app. That's right, I said app from the pulpit. Can you believe that? App? We'll find the app in a minute. For now, we're gonna read um, 1 Timothy chapter 1. I'm gonna start in verse 12. I'm gonna read through verse 17. Uh, I believe if you need a copy of God's Word, the Pew Bible in front of you should be page 1174. But it starts like this. It says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a trustworthy saying. And that deserves full acceptance. Christ came in the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the reading of God's Word. You may be seated. Okay, now i got to find that app, y'all. Let's see where it is. Kingdom Kids, yeah. Hey, if you want to go to Kingdom Kids, kiddos, you don't have to stay and listen to me today. You can go to Kingdom Kids. It's going to be fun. I don't need this. Y'all, y'all, here we go. Kingdom Kids, it is time. If you will meet Miss Rose at the back, this is for ages 4-year-old to the 2nd grade, Miss Rose. Is that right? 2nd grade, 3rd grade? Kids, talent ants, I love you, son. Have fun in Kingdom, kids. See you, bub. Okay, there's the app. And Kingdom Kids is dismissed. Here we go. Taylor, let's see if this is going to work. If not, you're going to have to follow me. Maybe. Let's go. Will you click that button, Taylor, that we talked about? Let's, ha ha, here we go. Playlist. Here we, hey, y'all, I found it. Um, today, that one, we going? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, we're going to see if this works. So, if you can't tell, I'm not Nathan. We called a little bit of an audible, um, so you have to listen to me this morning, and I'm sorry. Um, also, another full disclosure, whenever Nathan told me, hey, I might need some help, I said, no worries, I've got a sermon. I've got one ready. It's going to be good. And then last night, I was laying in bed, and God said, nah, we're going to talk about this instead. So... If it's a little bit cluttered and a little bit disconnected, I apologize. I actually started the writing process of this so I could have notes um, at about 9.45 when Sunday school started. So, um, also on that audible note, Chase found out he was leading worship this morning by himself because my voice is still not back. So, uh, if you see him after church, make sure and tell him thanks. Uh, He stepped in and had no issues doing that for me. So, thanks, bro. Um, So, 1 Timothy... Um, the title of this is just simply Good News. Um, we're obviously in First Timothy, and since I'm a youth pastor, I get to ask this question. Uh, who wrote First Timothy? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Who said Paul? Somebody said Paul. Ha, Paul wrote it. Who do you write it to? Timothy. Timothy. There we go. Who is Timothy? Anybody know? Anybody? Timothy is a pastor at a church in Ephesus. He's kind of one of Paul's mentees, if you will, in the ministry. Um, 
And he writes these two letters, first and second Timothy. Last week you heard Brother Jimmy talk out of Second Timothy about the authority of Scripture. And all of these, this, these two letters have so much good stuff in them. And so we're going to camp out in this chapter one, these five verses, uh, just for a few seconds. Um, and so I hope you'll stay with me. So if you take notes, the first thing I want you to notice is that God's good is able to cover our worst. This is nothing that should shock us as believers, but sometimes we have this thing where we start to think that God can't use me, God can't save me, um, and let me just say right now that if you struggle with that thought, that's just not true. Um, he absolutely can. You see that in verses 13 and 14 where Paul writes and he says, <clears throat> even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, um, the ESV says an insolent opponent. Um, he was blatantly against God. It wasn't anything that was just kind of casual. I don't really think I want to be all on board with this. It was blatantly against the way, blatantly against the gospel. He had wanted nothing to do with it. He thought it was absolutely wrong. And, and you, you know the story of Paul, right? He's doing all this stuff, and then God says, hey, stop it. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he goes into this big thing where um, God tells, tells him that he is a chosen instrument to do this thing, um, to take the gospel into the Gentiles. And i am got a leg cramp, y'all. Wow, that was fun. Man, that's never happened to me before. I'm tripping up here. Um, so because I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of the Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So God's good can cover your worst. Um, your past, your present, they have zero ability to diminish God's grace for you and his mercy for you because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Um, just like all of us, um, Paul had a time in his life before he walked with Jesus. Um, and... Your before Jesus might not look like Paul's before Jesus. You might have grown up in the church. You might have never been in church. But there was a point in your life before Jesus came in and, and changed you. And even if you grew up in the church, whenever you accepted that, Jesus changed you. The gospel comes in and it changes us. And it's a beautiful thing. And so um, maybe your life doesn't look like Paul's. Maybe it does. Um, but the star of the story of the gospel is not our past. It's not who we were before. The star of the story is Jesus and how his work changes us and how through the gospel we can live a life called to the things God has for us. Um, so again, the same goes for your present. Um, maybe you don't know Jesus and there's nothing about you that can stop you from knowing him. That's the beautiful thing about salvation is that it has this much to do with us, y'all. It's all about what God's done for us through Jesus. Um, and one of the things that, that I've heard, one of the things that I've said is, well, whenever I get my stuff together, God will be able to use me. Whenever I get my stuff together, I can come back to Jesus. Um, believers, it doesn't matter what you're finding yourself struggling with. It doesn't matter what you find yourself tangled up in. The power of God through Christ's work on the cross can break that chain. Um, 
I can't really see this slide, so I don't know what all I've said off of it. There we go. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're there. Um, so yeah, don't, don't get caught up in you when you think about the things that God calls us to, when you think about the salvation that God calls us to. It has so little to do with us. So the second point I want you to see, not only is God able, God's good able to cover our worst, but we all have that worst. We're all sinners, right? Um, and you see that lots of places in Scripture, but in this passage you see it in verse 15, um, <clears throat> where it says this, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. You also see that in Romans 3.23, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But then you see this beautiful thing in Romans 5, verse 8, and it says, this is how God demonstrates his love for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And that again, that's not, it doesn't say after we got our stuff cleaned up and after we got it all together and put on our pretty church clothes and came in and acted like everything was fine, then Christ died for us. That's not how that works. Um, Jesus sees us in this big ball of mess that we are. And he says, I'm going to come to you. And, and there it is. Like, you know, this, is, this is a big thing. And I think that some of us get caught up in having grown up in the church and heard the story so many times that we <laughs> let that kind of go by with a grain of salt. That no matter what you are outside of Jesus, it's a mess, right? There's not a whole lot about us that's worthy of redeeming. But Jesus still looks at us and says, hey, I've got you. I'm going to do this. Um, and also, I'd li like to encourage you that um, you're not the only one that has struggles. I'm not the only one that has struggles. Um, this is not anything that God calls us to deal with on our own either. Um, you see that God calls us to confess our sins, and not just to him, but it says confess our sins one to another. Um, and that is so we can have that Christian communion, that accountability, because the gospel doesn't just stop at our salvation. The gospel calls us to more. Um, <clears throat> so, next point. That's the wrong slide. This one. <laughs> I'm telling you, this app is fun, but I'm pushing the wrong buttons, y'all. Not only can God sin, God sin, wow, I'm going to erase that. God's good cover our worst. And not only are we all sinners, but the third point I want you to see is that God saves us and shows us mercy so others can see his love. Um, you see that in verse 16 where Paul writes and he says, But for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. And that's to say, <laughs> um, if God can save Paul, he can save anyone. If God can save me, he can save anyone. As a guy who grew up in the church and faked it well, um, God saw my heart, and God saw the lies that I would tell between Saturday night and Sunday morning when I was in high school. And he saw through that and saw someone worth redeeming because of what Christ did for me. Um... He shows us patience. He shows us grace. He shows us mercy so that people can look and say, man, that, that guy, really? Well, okay, 
maybe I can trust this God then. Um, <clears throat> his grace and his mercy are great, but it doesn't stop there. Um, John 1.12 says to the, that to those who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, so your, your salvation doesn't just stop the gospel. When you accept it, it's not like the gospel has no more power in your life. The gospel will sanctify us. That's the big fancy church word for make us more like Christ. Um, and whenever we become children of God, if, if you're a child or if you have children, you know that's a relationship that can't be broken. Talent Nance is my kid till the end of it. No matter what decisions he makes in life, Talent is my kid, and I love him. And because of that, whenever he does mess up, I'm gonna, we're going to have a talk. There's going to be discipline. And just like whenever God calls us to more, there's going to be times in our lives as believers where we feel the consequence of the decision that we make. But that does not make you any less a believer. If anything, that can assure you that the Lord is working in your life. Um, and he shows you that patience. It's not a one and done, you messed up, you're not in anymore, get out. I don't want to talk to you. That's not how God operates. Um, <clears throat> so whenever we come into this new identity as a, children, as a child of God, um, that is our identity. That is what we can identify as, as a child of God. Um, our past doesn't define us. And the thing is, I know in my experience, whenever I am struggling Whenever I feel like I'm not worthy, when I feel like this, that is just straight up the enemy coming in and calling me by my old name. And you can rest assured that once you are in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So you, you can look at this this way. Yes, this was me before Jesus. And because of that, because of all this experience I have over here, I can tell you that God's trustworthy. I can tell you that God kept me out of this or saved me from this for this purpose. And that is so I can make him known. Um, and that brings us in. Y'all, I'm skipping slides. I'm sorry. I think most of this is stuff I just said, but there it is. There's a slide. I don't know if you can read it anyway. The last point I'm going to make. Can you believe it? Last point. Um, <laughs> so God's good can cover our worst. We're all sinners. <clears throat> God saves us and shows us patience so others can see his love. And because of that, he saves us for something. He saves us from something, our sin and self, and he saves us for something, and that's to make him known and to give him glory and honor forever. Um, and that is... <laughs> what I would call kind of self-explanatory, but let me elaborate just a little bit. Um, the good in your life, you can trust, came from God the Father. James writes that every good and perfect gift is coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no shifting like shadows. Um, God is good. God loves you. God's got your back. God sees your past, and whenever he sees that, he sees what Jesus did on the cross instead of what you owe him. Um... And the great news about this is just this, that Jesus can save you and Jesus will save you. Um, 
if you confess your sins, he's faithful to forgive you. Whenever you confess and you repent, um, you, you get to have that relationship that Jesus brought to us whenever he chose to, to leave heaven and come down and live in our mess and live a perfect life and die on a cross. And more than that, like, man, how, <laughs> how much less interesting would the story be if it just stopped and died on the cross for you, right? Like, cool, he was a good guy and he died. Like, the, the real power here is that three days later he rose up and he beat that sin. Um, and he did that for you and he did that for me. So that, that in and of itself is great, right? That's great news, amen? Y'all don't be shy. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. Um, Christian, the gospel doesn't stop at your salvation. And if you don't know Christ, whenever you, whenever you come to that point of knowing him and believing him, the gospel doesn't stop there. It brings us into that sanctification process that I, missed, that I mentioned earlier and just makes us more like Jesus. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. Anybody that's been a Christian longer than two days can tell you it's not, it's not quick. <laughs> and sometimes it's not easy. But you can trust that God is good. You can trust that God is faithful to look at you and say, I'm going to make you more like me. Just like um, when we as parents look at our kids and say, this is not good. That at some point, God's going to look at something about us and go, this is not good. And when he takes it, it's going to hurt. Whenever I take something away from talent or talent faces a punishment because he's done something he wasn't supposed to, it's not fun for talent. It's not fun for me either. I don't like it. But, like, I know this is what, this is the way that we change this. And this is the way that you're going to become a well-rounded individual. And just like God wants us to be more like Christ, he looks at us and he says, I know that this is not going to be fun, but this is, this is not good. And you need to give it up. And sometimes you get to the point that he decides that you're not giving it up, so he's just going to take it. And, and that's not fun. But, again, that does not make you, I want you to hear me on this, because I don't want you, to, want you to think that I'm telling you that you're going to lose your salvation, because you're not. God's discipline does not make you less of a Christian. If anything, you can rest in the fact that a father disciplines his child, and he loves you. Um, so once you see this, um, once you see that the gospel has power to save, but more than that, power to change, um, power to change us to be more like Christ, you can, I hope you can rest in the fact that, man, God loves you. And I know that this kind of seems like a, a super back to the basics thing, but sometimes you need to be reminded I know that sometimes I need to be reminded that even though I can, I can have an attitude, and I think I tell you all this every time I'm in the pulpit, you can ask my wife about my attitude. Sometimes it's just not great. Um, but God looks through that, and he says, we're going to change that. We're going to work on that. And sometimes it's no fun. Um, and one of, the, one of the things I would challenge you to do, um, if you're a believer and you're, you, you feel God... Uh, trying to take something from you. It's uncomfortable, but if you can get alone, 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 not your phone dinging, not the TV going, not the music playing, 
you and the Word of God and the Holy Spirit alone. It's so uncomfortable sometimes. But whenever you will ask God to point out what needs to change, He will. But it's going to take work. And it's going to take some discomfort. But man, it's so worth it. And so, so here's, here's my invitation. Um, Chase, if you want to come up, you can go ahead and start playing. Um, my, the invitation is this. The, the, the chance to respond is this. That if you don't know Jesus, why not? And I know that you could have any number of a list of things that makes sense in your head. Um, but if you, if you do know that God is calling you to something and that thing might be salvation, why not take that step? And if you've got stuff you need to talk through, I would be happy to do that. Any of our deacons would be happy to do that. Miss Rose would be happy to do that. Um, we know the power of God in our own lives and we know ourselves and our, well, I won't say our, I know myself and my propensity to be a giant idiot and God can work through that. God can save you from that and he can save you for something. Um, if, if you would have told me 10, 12 years ago that, that I would be standing in a pulpit preaching on a Sunday morning, I don't know that I would have ever even believed you. I might have laughed at you. Um, but, like, here we are. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to, uh, I, don't, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on that. But, more than the call to know Christ, that's, that's a great call. And if you're feeling that, please come talk. Believers, if you're feeling God calling you to something, calling you from something, let it go. Don't, don't wait. Find someone you trust and go tell them. Come, come talk to me. Come talk to Miss Rose. Don't, don't be stubborn and don't try to out-stubborn the Lord. Um, just like Joyce said earlier, you can't out-give. Was it you that said that? So one of the ladies said, you can't out-give the Lord um, in their mission trip report. It was Sue over here. I was like, it was somebody. Um, you can't out-give the Lord. And just like you can't out-give him, you can't out-stubborn out him either. Um, God, <laughs> from experience as a stubborn guy, God will... <laughs> chase you down um, and so believer if he's chasing you down about something stop running um, trust him and trust that he's calling you to something better um, so I'm going to pray uh, we're going to sing a song and then it's going to be good so let's, let's pray Father we love you God we thank you for your word and the gift it is to us and God we thank you that we can trust you God we, uh, we acknowledge that that we're not perfect. No, we're far from it, but Father, I just pray that your spirit would come in and convict us of, of what needs to be convicted. God, if it's that we don't know you and that we need to start a relationship with you, uh, God, you're good, and, and we trust you. And God, I pray that if you're dealing with somebody's heart about that, that they would take that step. Uh, Father, for the believers in the room who, who do know you, I pray that you would... Um, that you would show us what needs to change. Show us how we can be more like you. Father, when you do, I pray that 
that we would have the boldness to step out and do something about it. So, Father, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness in our life. We thank you for the gospel and how it doesn't stop at salvation, but it can make us more like you always. And so, Father, be with us as we uh, take time to respond to your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.